Are we good? We are good. All right. And we're live. Q106, Michigan's Rock Station online, of course. That's how you are listening to this, through the power of the internet at Q106FM.com. Art and Span Show podcast with a special guest, our friend of the show, Alfonso from Heartsick. What's going on, man? Hola. Not much, man. Another uh, another Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about, uh, you know, these videos. You've been teasing a lot on social yeah. media, yeah. and uh, we, we need the details. You've got not only a cover coming, uh-huh. but uh, a classic from yeah. a previous band. Talk yeah. about it. Yeah, what yeah. the hell cover is this? Okay, so... We uh we're not very good at being like secretive because we're just all like I don't know we're not like your typical band bands nowadays are like always have like some sort of like plan like we need to like nobody can know anything and for a while we were trying to do that but we're just so excited about it that we're just like ah whatever <laughs> like a kid in a candy yeah, shop dude, man I love doing this stuff man yeah. it's never not been fun like it's just that's what it's about so we uh. Cats out of the bag. We did a cover of Nine Inch Nails, Hand That Feeds, and we recorded a video. Uh, the video is actually... So we did something I think that nobody's really done, which I thought was cool, was not only did we we record a cover for it, but we also recorded a video, which is a cover of the Nine Inch Nails Bite See, Hand That Feeds and video. and that's how it should be That's a done. double whammy right so, there. Yeah. yeah, there was another band that did that. They did a cover of uh, the Beastie Boys' Sabotage, and the video the is video. them looking for the Beastie Boys. Yep. Just like in oh, the sabotage video, then, yeah, 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 it's the video is so hilarious. Awesome. The song yeah. is well done, and I was like, "See, that's how you do a cover." So doing yeah. a cover of the music video for the cover song, but why yeah. that song and, um, and the influence that uh, obviously Trent Nine Inch Nails had on you? Uh, talk about that. Well, first and foremost, I mean, I think like as an artist. As any musician, I think. If you're a musician and you don't know who Trent Reznor is, you're yeah. doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Um, the guy is, in my opinion, really a musical genius. People are like, oh, Kanye West, this and that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Trent <laughs> uh, Kanye is a genius. <sighs> He's also a giant nutsack. And those two can exist in the same person. There's a whole bunch of people just... who are artists that are really awful people. Like, no, you don't... no, no. It's not even like, I honestly, dude, like, I don't even care, like, about like awful people or not like I me personally like I don't I just don't see like the hype in the whole Yeezy thing. Like he's good. I mean, me neither. But, but I mean, there's. I mean, it's. It takes a lot to generate there. a hype yeah. around your brand. Clearly, but this is. There. But this is totally more about Nine Inch Nails <laughs> exactly. and the fact. I mean, Nine Inch Nails. I've loved their music for years. Uh, they, but their scoring shows on HBO, like yeah. The Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. What was the other? They did another. He just show. won a country music country award. Music too. award yeah. Shut up! Yeah. Did yeah. he really? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And the reason being, it's the weirdest. Loophole, of course, because music is like land of weird Wait, loopholes. Was this about? Was this Lil Nas X? Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how he won a country music award. Okay, yeah. he won a country music award for because Old Country Road. Old that's country hilarious. Road. And yeah. even he was like, "What?" Like he didn't know that was happening. So you know, yeah, he'll take that eight dollar check and plastic award. He don't care. Exactly, exactly. No, but so growing up, for not only myself but for the rest of the band, uh, Nine Inch Nails was definitely like a big influence. I mean, we're all we were all born in the eighties. We were raised in the nineties. So I mean, it's like that was the prime time. I mean, Nine Inch Nails, Corn, oh. Deftones. I mean, like for us, Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, all that stuff. And uh, when you know, when closer that song came out, I think that really propelled Nine Inch Nails into oh, yeah. the real mainstream. And then, you know, after that, he's released so many amazing records. Oh. And there was there was three songs that we were thinking about covering. And the first one was Head Like a Hole, because to me, that song... Mm. 
to me, that song is like quintessential Nine Inch yeah. Nails. Yeah. On top of the fact that's the first industrial metal band I ever heard right. that my sister loved. And my sister, I credit my sister for letting me discover Nine Inch Nails because I actually would sneak into her room. She doesn't know this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dropping the revelations. <laughs> I would sneak into her room all the time when she was like gone out with friends and she was in high school. And I had just seen The Crow, right? And Nine Inch Nails yeah. had a song on The Crow yeah. Yeah. soundtrack. So I was like, who's this band? I got to find out more. My my, my sister actually had a Nine Inch Nails CD, um, Pretty Hate Machine. And oh, that's yeah. how I found oh. Head Like a Hole. And I would listen yeah. to that cassette all the time. And then yeah. like, before my sister got home, I'd put it all back together and like hope she wouldn't whoop my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you know, so she, the influence of the band, I mean, it's uh, that's yeah, 30 it's, years plus of, because oh. Pretty Hate Machine was released in 89. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that when you think of the legacy of that band, a lot of bands hope to get half of if 15 <laughs> years would be great. Exactly. You know, so, uh, exactly. so 15, five, if you yeah. get a whole bunch of nice groupies and so a you, couple of bucks. You've got, you've yeah. got a, uh, obviously, uh, you know, Hand That Feeds, and then you're going back in time Mm -hmm. to a previous band. Talk about, you know, Balloons and, and that band. Yeah, so what ended up, you know, for the whole Nine Inch Nails things, basically, we just, we were listening to the songs, had like a whole Buck Cherry covered, no comment. Uh, and then... Buck Cherry covered head like a hole? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so then... We, that makes me want to talk about it more. <laughs> but nah, nah, go ahead. Uh, then we, uh, then we were listening to, uh, Perfect Drug, that was on the, mm. what was that, that soundtrack uh lost highway okay i think that's what it was great movie uh and then but we were like dude this has like a lot of different electronics in it not a lot mm -hmm. of like instrumentation so like uh, and hand that feeds came on we were at a show and our bass player Waylon was like this is a song we should do and we we're like okay it just clicked it just yeah. clicked so when we sent to the studio we had one other idea we were going to cover the cure burn the songs oh, on the contract man. on the soundtrack of the crow yeah right? hey. so we sent that to our producer josh roder and we're like which song do you think we should do and he's like dude let's do hand that feeds you can have a lot of fun with it and i know you like really heavy stuff we can make it heavy and i was like all right done so we yeah did thinking it. of <laughs> thinking of your brand and and the vocalist that you are that would fit better exactly but so burn would have been great to yeah, yeah yeah and i think both fit within the realm of the things that we're trying to do now as a band but i felt like nine inch nails hand that feeds was one that all the whole band was like yeah this is dope you know yeah. maybe we'll go back and do burn or something some other time some down the road but whatever so then with that we actually had been a man like six seven months ago dude i put something on on facebook i'm not a real big fan of like asking your fans like oh what do you guys want what do you guys like and it's not because i don't think it's a good idea i just think it's like there's we live in a time and place now where artists don't seem to be able to just be like organic anymore or be like yeah super but your creative. social media gives me anxiety man i'm not gonna lie like you you are the most bluntly honest oh, and i mean this I in am. a good way but it's no, like I am, I am. some of the comments that i see from the people on your page it's like are they joking? Does he know that Alfonso could probably whoop his? Like I think about it, like and people are harsh with you, man. Yeah, like yeah. it's like like you have a you have a sense of realness that that not only is is examined and displayed through your music, but on social media yeah. too. You know, and That's it's just like really who I am. But some but some of the energy people give you on Facebook is not the same you, energy in person. No, it, oh, it's true. Them no, keyboard I, ninjas, exactly, them keyboard like, ninjas, man. Yeah, they always yeah. got some stuff to 
say until they see you face to face. Three pieces yeah. of soda on the keyboard. Yeah, give them that you know for yeah. That's right. That's my boy from Miami. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like you, I've uh, yeah, I've I can't I don't I can't go on your Facebook no yeah, more. Yeah, you tell me you're like I can't follow you anymore because it's giving me anxiety. I'm gonna kill no, someone. No, no, it, no, it's not giving me. It's, it's like I I'm perfectly fine with putting my hands around them, them fools necks like that doesn't give me that excites me okay i just that, see some people though like there was a post that you posted and, and i want to talk about the music because it's way no, more yeah, important yeah, for than sure. the social media we're gonna be on but, this we're gonna be but, talking but, for but, 55 but minutes is, for there was somebody that posted a comment and was like talking down to you in a way that i, I just don't understand i don't to me if i'm scrolling through and i see something i don't like i either unfollow on friend or i keep scrolling like, for, see like like this is the thing like for me I under like I again like I was I was born in the eighties, raised in the nineties. I know that social media is just kind of it's it's great in the way that it empowers people to be able as an artist, it mm-hmm. empowers you to be able to reach an audience that you'd never be able oh, to reach yeah. before. As a person, it also enables you to reach an audience right. you'd never it's be the, able to uh, reach before. Evil. Yeah. So now yeah. people, it's not that people never had these opinions, is that now people are able to actually share before them. Before they were hidden. Exactly. Before it was having before a beer with somebody. Before you had an opinion, yeah. you would go to the bar and yep. be like, okay, and you would talk to each other and you had these opinions. But you had, like you said, you had to be in front of each other. Right. And you had to disagree yeah. with each right. other in yes. person. And so right? disagreeing in person means it's, you have to carry yourself in a certain yes. way that you but don't do have you deal, to. How do you exactly. deal with that to where, like, you, you're very open on Facebook and you allow pretty much everyone in. Like, Absolutely. You know, how do you deal? Because with me, man, I can't, I have 400 people on there and I know all 400. Now I have a page that's different, Yeah. but I can kind of vet through that. But to, with you, it's like, Hey, yo, add me. It's cool. And then you see these people that are just like talking reckless. And I'm like, for me, there, it's a double edged sword. Cause one, obviously because of the band, that's like my life. Like to me, like that's everything I've ever wanted to do. That's my dream. And yeah. I'm still pursuing that dream and it's still fun. Also, it's also a personal thing. And I want people to know me as a, uh, as a person, me and Stan had had a conversation where he yells at me all the time. Cause I don't ask him for help sometimes. But for me, it's like, I want people to know that I'm actually Stan's friend. Like I'm actually like your friend. Like yeah. I'm not trying to call people like friends, right. even that I have. Is that like, Hey, industry. I'm coming to the state. Like we reached out to you, yeah, by the yeah. way, this isn't so, like a, you know, and I think that that gets misconstrued very easily. And, and it's, you know? it's easy to be a musician and go, yo, I need help because I want to further my band. Right. I don't like being that person. There's a lot of disingenuine disingenuity in this industry and I don't want any part of it yeah. a lot of the time so it hurts us but as that that frustrates the hell out of me though yes because it's I like know. <laughs> a lot of marketing I hate to say means that you produce a, you, you utilize a relationship that may or may not be as ingenuous as you would like it to be for sure but it's part of the animal that you talk to people yeah because they can put you in a situation where you can be more successful no you don't have to be friends you can be what's called compatriots co-workers colleagues you don't have to be friends and you've honestly I credit Uh, you and uh, a buddy of mine named Ali for like really teaching me this lesson this year because I've really been bad at I've been trying for like the last... Okay, true story, true story, okay? (laughs) This fool Alfonso, we had had... When I first got into radio part-time, Alfonso was one of the first people 
with no life that I ever heard of in this market doing local stuff. And it was my passion to get behind as many local things as possible and try and put bands in a position where they could get on Q106. Now, there was elements within the building that did not think that thing was valuable. But I still stayed in touch with all these damn bands. But the only person who wouldn't talk to me was Alfonso. <laughs> now, there were girls who would talk to me on Alfonso's behalf. There was dudes who would talk to me on Alfonso's behalf. I'd be in the same damn room with Alfonso, and Alfonso wouldn't approach me. And it drove me crazy, because from my perspective, it's like, look, at this point, I'm the music director of Q106. I can't chase anybody down right. to get their music on Q. If they want it, they have to come and at least talk to me. Yeah. And it's like I have made it clear throughout lo- the local area that I am approachable. <laughs> so was it a much pride to my chagrin? Yeah. No. So was it a pride issue or what? No. To 100% honest, man, I wanted Span to like me as a human being, and I wanted to know. I wanted him to know that I respected him as a human being, and he was Span. He wasn't Span from Q106. Right. 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 And it was really hard for me to approach him in any way because I ha- I needed to find a way to to break that like that sort of ice to where it was actually. And I know it sounds crazy, and maybe it sounds like I don't know, like oh, he's too too nice of a guy. But like for me, it was it was way more important for me to be your friend and to have a relationship with you as a human being because I care. That's based on a human. Like, it's based yes, on a human know. instinct. Because I was talking yes. to a friend earlier this week, and and the pay to play thing for festivals, it's oh, it's oh, a real oh, thing. Oh, and, and you had I, talked we about, can talk that. about that. Yeah, I, I, and, I've and, got a story. And for that's you. something that. It sucks because it deludes the industry in the sense to where it's like, hey, instead of showcasing real talent and working your way to it, how about a couple grand and we'll get you on this festival? Exactly. And it sucks because I, it, it it alienates the audience as well because it's like, how do you know that they wanted to hear that? Yeah. What about the hardworking band that has done, you know, 50 dates and, you know, 50 yeah, days yeah, and they're no, just trying to get true. on something big? That's true. I, I actually hate that that exists mm-hmm. totally, but... I think it's it also you exactly it does. like it does serve a purpose like I mean it's part of marketing like in order for this person to make this festival work there's a certain budget that must be augmented by bands that pay to get on well, the yeah, stage and, I understand and like that. I hate that aspect of things <laughs> yeah. but what I have found is like if those bands really pay attention I mean, we're talking about baby bands, like bands that are really trying to make some stuff happen that have really not had that opportunity. It's a perfect opportunity to get up on a big stage, see how that works, be exposed to all that for all nine people that will actually be there that early to see it. I I also think the reason why I have such love for the hardcore scene is because if a band gets big the next year, they're not bringing on a pay-to-play band. No, they're bringing, they're bringing on, like a Like, band. I just went, when I went to go see uh, Knock Loose, they had Stick to Your Guns on the tour. Yep. Where Stick to Your Guns took out Knock Loose Lock a couple loose. years Yeah, they were talking that. about that. And it's that. the same thing with, like, with you and, and the bands that you tour with. Yeah. You know, it's it's showing love to your friends that are working That's, just as hard as you and without, you know, trying to line their pockets. Yeah, you know? and I'm, I'm glad you said that because, like, although we are what, you know, most people would call maybe, like, a metalcore or a new metalcore band or whatever, like... All of us in this band, although we do like the corn and you know and all that yeah. stuff, like we're all like I I grew up as a as a hardcore kid like in Miami scene like I was straight edge like I went to hardcore shows like yeah. straight up and like our bass player to this day Waylon is like his favorite kind of music is hardcore music like yeah. that dude will sit in the van and just like yell like like <laughs> coldest life lyrics yeah or like, or like hell yeah like knock loose like you yep. know like terror like he loves all that stuff same yeah. with Jared our guitar player 
uh, Jake, our drummer, he's like loves like black metal, death metal. He's like a huge Opeth fan, you know. So for us, like to me, the hardcore scene really plays a huge role in my life and in our life as a band because we grew up with that. And it, it you know, it was really about family and hardcore shows still are. In some ways, I get a little bit mad at the hardcore scene sometimes because like the whole like crowd killing stuff. I'm not into I hate that. that. I will you know, tell you that, that crowd ki- what crowd. So there's a difference between yeah. like moshing and then you have stage diving. And in the hardcore scene, for most shows, there's usually not a barricade, which is yeah. awesome because yeah, it allows you go on stage, get on stage, stage, jump off the stage. It's but then great. there's crowd killing, and it usually involves a guy who wasn't loved enough by his mother that he has to go to shows <laughs> and he literally goes through and punches people. And, yeah, and like to that's get what they do. Pissed off, yeah. and and crowd killing is the absolute worst thing you can do at a show. Like yeah. no one like no drop one stops kicks those no, guys. Not usually no, not because usually. it's like oh, it's part of the scene. And it's yeah, like it's no, like, no, it's stupid. not. Stupid. They'll literally go through and they'll go in a circle. Like there's a mosh pit going, and there will be a guy that will go through and punch people. People that are just trying to enjoy the show, yeah. and that's where I would. So <laughs> that's why I can't go to those shows. Dude. Like I can't. That guy. That's why I'm a balcony guy, though. Now yeah, I'm like, a balcony. I can't go to stage. like all the. It's hardcore fest. <laughs> I can't. I'll go to like watch like a show that has a hardcore band on it, you know. But I won't go to the hardcore fest because they're just they're way yeah. too crazy and way too violent now. But again, like you know, I we love the hardcore scene and like you know, I grew up listening to my first the first metal bands I ever got into or like metal was Madball. Oh god, sick of it all. Yeah. Dog Eat Dog. Yeah. You know, so those were like the three bands that I wow. really loved, yeah. you know. Madball. I got so excited. I was telling him Madball's wow. playing Dude. next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I want to go. Like yeah. Madball is like, yeah. is like my all time. Me and Waylon are like, we're just yeah. like, dude, Madball, Madball. And I, yeah. and I have a weird connection to Hoya. His so his baby mama is my sister's best friend from oh, high school, <laughs> and I had no idea. And I'm on social media, and I'm like, Stephanie, why are you hanging out with Hoya? She's like, Oh yeah, uh, his son is my son, and I was like, Wait, what? You know, so it's a small world. yeah, small world. But anyway, like the whole the whole point is, it's like I just I want to be like genuine with people like so for me and I'll apologize now like it wasn't about like not wanting to talk to you it was like I just really wanted you to see me as a human being and I wanted you to see that I saw you as a human same with like same with like Terry like I honestly would have never approached Terry had you not introduced me because I would have just been like I don't want this guy to think yeah. you know? <laughs> I feel like you're your only worst enemy in that sense. oh my yeah, god it's driving me crazy and yeah, here's a, there's a whole bunch I'm of working people. on it I'm working <laughs> on it okay there's, there's a whole bunch of people in the local rock scene and I'll be honest like I know on a personal level maybe 9% of the people in the local rock scene now I will sit down and talk to people I will have conversations but I have I'm we ain't gonna be having Christmas dinner together no, like yeah, yeah, we're not sure. gonna be best we ain't we certainly ain't gonna be rolling on your your tatami mats like that's not happening yeah, yeah, like yeah. but like they are they are more than welcome to ask me like, how can I get my band on Q and O six? And I know you've had other people who came to you like, dude, Span told me if I did this, this, and this, I could potentially. And you still didn't appro- like it. No, yeah, yeah, it just drives me crazy about I, you, man. And, and that's the whole hardcore mentality, man. When I grew yeah. up, it was like about DIY. Being, it was not even DIY, but it was about being like genuine you know and I, I hold on to this like and like I I even to this day even my you're not the only one trying to work with me on it my therapist <laughs> is trying to work with me on this as well okay there's a whole genuine genuinity thing that I have but like but and I have that problem I am my almost running me like I'm really good friends uh you know via the internet and stuff with a guy named Monty Connor I'm sure you've heard that name 
Monty Connor is basically the reason why Roadrunner is yeah. what they were. I mean, he's like signed everybody, and we're friends, and like we talk online, and I'll send them stuff. But I'll hit up Monty like maybe like once every six months with like something new of ours, and I just don't want to bother him. But now I'm like, dude, you have to like you have yeah. to like yes. reach out to these people, well, you know? And like, you start right quick. I have to say this: yeah. all you have to do is say, "Look, it kills me to do this, but I know I have to ask you because we're both in the same industry, yeah, and yeah. there's some chance that you could help me and I can help exactly. you." Exactly. Reason why, uh, for instance, there's a reason why you're up here, and there's a reason why we play Heart, heart Sick on Q106, no, and there's a reason why you're going on these tours. I mean, when you have something that is good, I, I, I'm not a BSer. Like, if I don't, if I, I can appreciate something and maybe not see the value in it, but for just sure. be like, you know what, it's somebody else. But with what you have going on, it's yeah. something that not only our audience relates to, but something that you have put your heart and soul into Absolutely. so much that it's like, it, it, it's a disservice for you not to send that no, stuff. No, yeah, absolutely. You know? So, so I've, you know, it's something Span has been yelling at me about for a while, and I'm, I'm working <laughs> on it now, yeah. for sure. I'm trying to... So let's talk about No Life, gap. though. You've, yes. got, you've got balloons. Yes. And so, that's another video that's going to... Yeah, happen. so Cat's Out of the Bag. So we shot a video for the song Balloons, and we will be doing a re-release of our Steep Cycles record on vinyl with that song on it, and we'll have a video for it. We shot the video. It's all done. Um, and the video is going to be really, really cool. But I don't want to talk too much about the video because it's super special. And it's I'll tell you guys after the interview, but it actually has a lot to do with some old memories and stuff. So, yeah, okay. so between Nine Inch Nails, Hand That Feeds, we've got balloons that we're going to re-release. We re-recorded it. We went online and we asked people, hey, what do you guys think? And I'm not, like, the biggest fan. Like, again, I just want – I like the idea of – I have a friend in a band called Of Virtue. You guys played yeah, them yeah. here too. And Damon, you know, where he had talked, and it's like people don't know what they want until they get it. You know right. what I'm saying? And I really like that. I, yep. I personally like that mentality. So to go online all the time and ask people, like, what their opinion is on this, like, what do you like about this merch? Or, right? Like, I'm not a big fan of doing it very often. I've done it, I yeah. do it sometimes, but I'm, it's not my thing. Like, I would rather just be like, like, I just read an interview with Chino Moreno, and he's like my, like, hero. Yeah. And like, everything he said, I was like, you are a god. <laughs> Why can't I be as cool as you? This all makes so much sense. The Bible of Chino is here. <laughs> you know, the new the new Chino version. How excited are you, you know, about the... Oh, I mean, they're you, on so many festivals dude, this year. Dude, like... I hear okay. Here's the problem. I've seen I've seen the Deftones twice my whole life, and they're my favorite band in the world, right? Yeah, they're my favorite band in the world. And I saw them back in 1994 when they released Around the Fur oh. at a venue in Miami. And actually, I snuck in using the Mentos uh, Foo Fighters commercial uh, video. I'm not even kidding. Me and my best buddy Mark <laughs> were at this show. I'm not even kidding. This is the best story ever. Okay, tell so, the story, please. All right. So all right, I have a buddy in, named Mark in my Miami. This dude has not paid for a concert since the first Ozfest ever. Has not, right? And he like does the weirdest stuff to get free into shows. And it and, works. And it works every time. The first time he ever got into a show was Ozfest, and he just like ran and jumped over the fence and just like ran into the crowd. They never found him. We were in high school. And we're like yes. ha- having okay. worked Ozfest at DTE. <laughs> that does happen. For yeah. every two week catch, there's three that sneak past. Dude. So Mark got insanely good good at getting into shows right so this this particular show we were at it and we like we we're like dude like they're, they're loading in the gear right 
So me and Mark just like straight up like went and just found like some guitar cases and grabbed them and just like, dude, we're 16 and 15 at the yeah. time, okay? So how the, <laughs> these security guards didn't like notice just us not at and all? Keep walking. Yeah. yeah, like we're like dumb 16, 15 year olds and we're just like we grab guitar cases and walk in. Yeah. And like we were in the show and we're like, oh my god. Yeah. Dude, I did the same thing for Corn. Corn released Follow the Leader in like 1997 uh, or 98 or whatever it was. And we were at a show. It was Incubus, Corn, and Head PE, right? And it was at uh, Bayfront Park in Miami. So Bayfront Park is like right on like the like the the ocean kind of harbor thing. Uh-huh. And there was a fence, and there was a little hole on this fence, right? Like just so you could sneak past, right? And there was like a security guard, and he had his back turned. And I was like super skinny kid, so I was like, <laughs> and I just shoved myself through the fence, and it worked. And it worked. And the first person that comes by is Brandon Boyd from Incubus for this long dreads <laughs> yeah. and escape skateboard dude. And I'm not even kidding. In my eyes, all I heard was like. Oh, yeah, right. And he's there, and I was like, So you're skateboarding? Like, that was my first question. <laughs> and he has a skateboard in his hand, and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Cool. I mean, like, what's the next thing you said? Do you have dreads? <laughs> no. So, yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm there, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, Mike Isinger's passing by me. Like, Jared from Happy is passing by me. And then they're like, All right, everybody line up to get into the corn cage. And I was like, What? <laughs> and it was like when they're having like the cage above like yeah. David and stuff. And I was like, This isn't going to work. So I just got in line, and it's like, Everybody have their wristbands on. And I was like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just, like, let me in, and I spent the whole corn show See, in the corn that... cage right under Dave, and I just kept screaming, David, David, and I was, like, 15 years old. Just, oh, my God. It was insane, dude. But See, and, it's taking those risks, man. Dude, and then <laughs> hey, so, act like you belong. Yep. That's the best. Act like <laughs> yep. you belong. Wherever you go, wear the proper clothes, yep. and walk direct. Don't let somebody stop you. Just walk direct. Your <laughs> boy was right. Yeah. You've benefited. Dude, so... And then, so I've seen Deftones only twice, and the time that I saw them in Miami, I actually got to meet Chi, right? Rest his soul, man. And again, I was just so, like, I get starstruck pretty easy, So yeah. I, and my problem is, I'm a terrible liar, yeah. and I'm, I'm terrible at, like, even pretending like I'm not, like, super stoked. There's a picture online, if you find it, that I met Chino a yeah. few years back, and I'm just like... See, Dude. I'm glad that I'm not – Spain and I have had this conversation so many times, and we've talked about even local bands that like – like bands in Flint. Like, for instance, King 810. Like, yeah, to yeah. Me, like when I uh, met David for the first time, I was like, God, man, like you've helped me so – and I think yeah, it's yeah. because of the message in the songs or how yeah, you can yeah. relate to the artist, and that's why you get so starstruck. Now, there have been instances where we've met people, and they've been total assholes, yeah, and they yeah, completely yeah. 180s, and you're like, yep. why did I waste so – many years of my life listening to your music yeah yeah, yeah. and it's, it's it's hard sometimes oh. to separate the art from the artist it is it is but Very. with you being in the industry i have to ask who are some people that have you that you've met that you like you've been like i i don't know what to say oh, i mean dude. obviously brandon for me and yeah. it sounds like everybody yeah. it sounds like everybody he's ever <laughs> I'm met i'm not the no. only fanboy. No, no. so i you met chumps i met she when i was when i was 15 and uh when i saw him at that show well they, when you're 15 you get a pass no yeah, yo, the, yeah. Okay. the only question i asked she was so you play bass right <laughs> <laughs> i'll never forget that because he just looked at me and he was like yeah. Like, again, like, Why do I keep asking stupid questions? I need to stop asking stupid questions. Uh, right? 
uh, that thing in your hands a face, huh? Like, oh my so, god! So uh, do you like to eat candy? Oh my god, dude! And I do it. I'm e- diabetic, actually, and I do it every time, dude. I met. Uh, I finally got to meet Chino and Steph, and my buddies like. My buddy's really good friends with them, and he's actually like their like weed guy in Michigan, you know. Yeah. And he, I, it was when they opened for Ghost and uh, Event Sevenfold out at Kobo before Cobra wow. closed down, right? What a show! So, I was, I was going. My, my wife had bought me tickets for my birthday as a surprise, and I get this phone call. And it's my buddy John, and he's like, "Yo, you want to come meet the Deftones?" And I was like, <laughs> like "Does a sixteen-year-old kid want to watch porn?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> So I was like, well, how am I going to get in? Like, how are you going to? He's like, dude, I'm like buddies with them. We'll get you on the bus. And I was like, no way. There's no way you're going to get me on this bus. That's insane. You can't get me on this bus. No way. And he's like, yeah. And like, like he gets me on the bus and like, like they're like there, like Steph is there and Sergio's there. And I just like walked on the bus and like, dude, they're like just. They're just smoking blunts, and I was just like, "Are you smoking weed?" <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No. Is this a bus? No. no, I did way worse than that. I did oh, way worse than that. Chino walks in the bus, and I was like, "You're a god. I'm sorry." <laughs> And I was like, shit. Uh, no, no. no. What was his response? No, he just kind of looked at me and I was like, hi. I don't think he heard me. I don't think he heard me. And I was like really like made up for real quick. I was like, hi. And he's like, hey. And I was like, can, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, man. No, no problem. So I got a picture of them. And then like they're all talking. And I was like, dude, I, I brought like seven heart six CDs in my jacket. I just started like walking around the bus, just placing them like eggs everywhere. Go. Just put a bunch of heart six CDs on the bus. And I was like. I, I gotta go <laughs> and like left you dropped off the package yeah, yeah I'm so it's so great to hear fanboys oh man, man dude I fanboyed out so when hard. you're done fanboying you feel like the stupidest person you ever. do you're like every time but at the same time F every off time. the people who criticize you for it you've never really criticized me for it but I've had homeboys that would be like Yo, like he's just a dude, and it's like you don't understand you when don't, you're so involved. Yeah, because like, of those people, you're what in the position you're you. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, you know, not that this happens to me every time, but getting back to the social media thing, yeah, is that's why I don't take a lot of stuff like super, super personal, and I I want people to be able to voice their opinions, even yeah. if I don't agree, because I hold the belief that. Obviously, now when you're being like a racist jerk and stuff right. like that, that's a huge difference. You're, you know, if, if you're being mis- super misogynistic, racist and stuff like that, then obviously you know there's, w- there's a problem there. But you know what you know? it was? Now that I remember, and I'm not, not going to say the person's name because I honestly don't remember their name. It was something about you playing music and the other guy being in a cover band or something. And you guys were I going remember. back and yeah, forth. Yeah, and yeah. I was like... This so is I, what, like, what was what was his what was what was the impetus for y'all interaction like that? Because so I've known him for a while. I used to actually work with him, right? I don't okay. I don't have a problem with the guy. Like in all honesty, besides like his really crappy political views and just like what he is, like I know him on a personal level. Besides yeah. outside of like the internet and his crappy like opinions, the dude is actually a decent human being. Like I don't yeah. have a problem with him in that aspect. But yes, his opinions are just terrible in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But people would say that about me. Right you know, now, the thing is also there's a little caveat to that too. Like I know that when he says that stuff, he's not being a hundred percent. Uh, like he's not being a hundred percent. Like trigger you he's just you trying off? to trigger me and piss me off because yeah. I've done it to him too on okay. purpose. Okay, so we'll do certain things like that. Yeah, he 
sometimes it gets a little out of control, but so See, I don't take where, things like, like I, I don't do take things again. like that super personal. And even when people disagree with me on my own Facebook and the things that I post, because I'm super honest and mm-hmm. I, I don't hide my views. I don't think that I should. I think like I think one thing that we can agree on us. Even for as crappy as some people were back then, like I think the the awesome part of rock and roll between eighties, seventies, nineties, and stuff, people were just genuine people. Like Nikki Six was that person, oh, and yeah. you were like, yep. "Yeah, I guess that's yeah terrible, but kind of cool." Like yeah. rock I stars mean, were that they know. were that person, but they were also in a lot of cases reprehensible individuals. Exactly. Like, Oh my but god! But there's a spectrum to it too, though. Like there's, there's a big, vast area of like yeah. what is acceptable now wasn't acceptable then. I type believe, of thing. and I believe, as an artist, you should just be honest to who you are. Like you know, you guys know me. Like who I, I am online is no different than who I am right. in person. I don't impersonate. Like I don't make something of myself that I'm not. You know. Yeah. So when people post things and argue with me and stuff like that, I don't take it too personal because for one, double-edged sword, because I'm in the band. And I want this band to succeed. I want all my band members to be successful with this band and anything else that they do. So I, because of that, you allow certain things in with fans and stuff like that because you're yeah. trying to promote and well, you know whatever of your brand. Just like exactly. we are with the station, dude. Like I have, I'm everybody's like, oh, I try to add you on Facebook, but your friend, I'm your friend it out. I'm like, dude, like I, I'm not even kidding. I have like two thousand friend requests that yeah. I can't meet because it's just like and I actually remember a lot of their faces from shows and stuff Yeah, so I can I can only do so much when okay, it comes well, to you gotta get a what, page what man. you yeah. have to do straight up like you have I to made, do this today okay you're gonna yell at me because I know what you're gonna say okay. I made a page for myself and I don't promote it because I think it's the most pompous stupid thing you no, can you do no you convert your profile into a page and grab all the people that you have now, and it turns into a like page. Yes, okay, like okay. literally, literally, what you do is you start. You have a like page that's Alfonso, correct? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, and no, it's the they the way Facebook structures itself. They deliberately don't let like artist pages interact with personal pages. Yeah. Because it's, I mean. They, it's easier for them to make you pay for sure. For yeah. your, but still, like it's easier to interact with your band page and your personal page together, yeah. and you can send people and link and share okay. way easier. I'll need to figure which that is, out. No, no, that. you need to start the page, and then the next <laughs> well, I post. Have the page. I okay, have the page. oh, that's right, you did. Okay, and your next post is. I'm not posting on my personal page anymore. Yeah. I think you people are wonderful, and I love talking to you, <laughs> but I have all these people who want to also want to interact with me, and Facebook is putting me in this position where I have to move everybody yeah. to Because, my I mean, pro- they are. When you yeah. think about you've yes. got 2,000 people that are just sitting there, yes. and they can follow your page, but the thing yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. it's so much yes. easier to have a like page. You can see insights, and you know, you know that with having the heart yes. sick page. Yeah. But, and then all that controversial stuff will result <laughs> in activity on yeah. your page which you can then use for your band page yep. and I know that feels inauthentic and disingenuous yeah. but I'm telling you fans want that stuff from you I mean let's be honest okay no, yeah, yeah. fans Dude, are love, willing to spend I, how much money on a t-shirt right. for a band that they love for it's sure. because they know they are kicking in and they get something cool that reminds them of the band that they love yeah. part of the lifestyle experience is interacting with artists you or people you yeah. know and like on Facebook giving them that experience in a way that benefits you there's nothing wrong with that and they won't have a single solitary beef with it yeah Yeah. it's just transferring it over to it yeah so i need i need to do that but yeah i have my own like i i ended up having to make that page and i'd like never use it because i'm just like oh my god this Uh, is so like but i 
will do it, Span. I promise. You have my word. It's on live national yeah, radio now. Right. We've, we've we'll got see. it. Yeah, okay. No more. No more. Like, what do you think of this? But like, you literally, you say, "Oh man!" Like once a once every couple weeks, say, "Oh man, I had an amazing discussion on my personal yeah. Alfonso like page." Yeah. Go there. Yeah. And oh, by the way, new music video drops on like Thursday. Right. Make sure you're checking out that yeah. like page. And like, you don't post any new anything on your personal page ever again. And actually, it's funny because uh, the guy who taught me that was Marcus Wells. Marcus oh, Wells yeah, yeah, of Hollow Mark. Drive. Yep. <clears throat> when he was here, he's part of Hollow Drive. And they were basically a big fat chunk of the scene. It was them. It was No Life, a.k.a. Heartsick. Like a couple other bands that kind of tent pulled the whole thing. Yep. But like he he told me, like he stopped interacting on his personal page like way early. Yeah, he's like, that's the he's way like do it, if man. you want to talk to me, you have to to talk to me and he he even went to the point of blocking anybody to post on his wall yeah. blocking anybody from sending him comments or to, messages to, yeah it forces people to have those conversations yeah. Yeah. like with me on my personal page it's just pictures of my kids but on my radio page it's pictures of my kids but it's also random thoughts that I have yeah, throughout yeah, the day exactly. or hey check this band out I think they're cool and it's just seeing the insights seeing like okay my post reached this much yeah, yeah. you can't see that on a friend page you know no, so, yeah, yeah for sure it's, on a personal page yeah, and, they, and they do that on yep. purpose because they want to move you to where yeah. you gotta pay and I think boost. man like I'm gonna be honest I don't follow that many people on Facebook yeah. and I'm not trying to kiss your ass I'm just being no, a realist no no dude I don't think I that. and I'm not a drama lover but there is part of <laughs> yes, me yes you are I love reading <laughs> you're the comments. drama king like, oh my god I how love, dare you I love reading some of the comments I just love it because oh. you don't hold back <laughs> I don't. Oh. I At the same no time, you're to. respectful with it. To where with me, I can't oh. do that. I can't. I went down that road of posting my thoughts and opinions, yeah. and if someone disagrees with me, I get offended and it's stupid because it's like <laughs> I want everyone to have the same opinion as yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's you know, it's human but, nature. See, my problem isn't. My problem isn't disagreeing with people. My problem is most people have opinions that are not well thought out. And not well articulated. <laughs> and then they want to try and tell me that I'm wrong. I'm like, you ignorant piece Let's of horse nut. Off of your it's like, right now. how dare you? Like, seriously, I'm like, are you? And I, I as Art will tell you, everything, I economized everything down to my time. Yeah. Because yeah. I realized about, like, w when some stuff went down in this building around some other stuff, I realized the one thing I have to learn to really value. Because this your time. When you're yeah. in when you're in radio, yeah, like they will snatch up your time for free all the time. Oh, you yeah. have to protect yourself. Yeah. And yeah. and I learned very quickly, well after three, four years, that, like I have to protect my time. Yep. So I learned to do that across my entire life. My <clears throat> dating, like the way I went out, like the way I did anything was all about my time. So literally if somebody is posting something that wants to take my time, yep. I am personally offended if you don't take some effort. Bullshit. No, because you value your time. You most of the time don't value other people's time. No, I always I, tell them. I say, what do you mean most on of the, time. On time is late. Late is unacceptable. Wait, hold up, hold up. What do you mean most of the time? You're, about, I you're in the never middle of this now. This value, is a real world empty I, drama. I never right value anybody's time over my own. There because, you go. He said it. I, no, I'm totally cool with that. I want that 
that out in the universe because when it comes down to it, like the time I lose, can't nobody give me yeah, back. No, right, so, but the other people are losing time because your time is more valuable. Do you understand? When no, you show up no. late to something, you're going to be late to your own funeral for one. For two, when you when you show up late, you're taking away that other person's time, which is valuable to them. So you have to look at it through that lens. I mean, ten minutes late I, is unacceptable, fam. I, 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 I mean, <laughs> one minute late technically is unacceptable, but at from least, my perspective, I'm not emotionally moved by it at all. You should be. No, not gonna happen, <laughs> Alfonso. Before we wrap this up, no, no, no. I, I, I have valuable. to, I have to yeah, finish no, no. this point right now <laughs> during Alfonso's interview. Okay, <laughs> I, when it comes down to it, when someone is posting on your page and I see some of the nutty stuff people Gosh, say to you, people say nutty and stuff, it's they it's do. really just inflammatory. Yeah. I'm like, you are. Res- Responding to them to try and educate them out of their dumbness. That is and true. And their dumbness yes, yes. keeps coming. Like, yeah, they yeah. just keep hitting you with dumb thing after dumb thing after dumb thing. Yep. And I don't know how much of that is to instigate with you or because they just want to pick a fight or because they authentically are pursuing knowledge that they do not have. I think... And and all of this is taking time that's not on a page where you benefit. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that's anything, yeah. you do yeah, need yeah. your own Facebook page. No, yeah. 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 No, so yeah, I mean, it's it's so if these fools are gonna be slope. talking this nonsense to you, this untoward, oh, it makes ooh, like my face gets all purple and hot when I just think of some of the things people have said to you. I, I literally had to unfollow you because yeah. like no, yeah. like somebody said yeah. some stuff to you. I was like, that's some stabbing him in the throat business see, it's right good there. Marketing though, man. No, I mean it really see, is, and it's, it's, it's it is on the go. right page. Yeah. It's it's funny because y'all like people think of it like as a marketing thing, but I'm just like I'm just being generally myself. You know, yeah. so yes. it, it becomes that. That's the part that's hard. And for it me, comes but, through. That's why the response is so bananas. Like yeah. you'll have like all these likes and comments and shares, and it's just absolutely insane. Yeah. yeah. But to answer your question, I think at the end of the day, for me, what what it boils down to is my mother taught my mother and my father taught me to respect people, even if they don't agree with you sometimes. And as long as they're as long as they're not being racist, homophobic, right. super misogynistic in a sense where it's like, you know, beat all this or like yeah, then yeah. It, it even if it does boil my blood, which it does, I, I do a really good job of like keeping a real stone Yo, face. But it does it, in, it does boil oh. my blood. But I have to and I think I think I have to thank martial arts for this. I think a lot of it comes from learning how I've gotten my butt whooped all the time on the mats and doing so much with judo and jiu-jitsu that it's given me a patience and tolerance to not for other people per se, but to mind my collective like own personal like like anger and all that other stuff because mm-hmm. in martial arts if you react out of anger in a certain situation when you're in a competition, that could be how you lose yeah. sometimes. And so I think about it, and don't get me wrong, man. There's been some times where I've wanted to be the dude stabbing people in the neck, and I've wanted to be the guy just being like, show up at my house, I'm going to yeah. kill you. Yeah. you know. But then I think about it, and I'm like, that's not the proper reaction. Because at the end of the day, if – and. I'm not I'm I'm not somebody that's like super like into religion and all that stuff. But the one thing that I do love about you know scripture and all that stuff is do unto others as you'd like done unto yourself. And for me, it's like the only way that I truly feel could work for other people. And I'm hoping that that I that's something that's a personal goal of mine that when I leave this world that I'll have taught enough people in my life just by my actions is. Do right by other people, even when people want to do wrong by you, 
So when people react the way that they do to me sometimes and they get crazy and they say banana stuff, I think about them like, do I really want to lower myself to that person's level? And then now I'm like them and yeah. I don't and I don't want to be like that. And I've even transferred that into like for me, that lesson came from like I don't. I've never messed with drugs. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't do anything like that. And a lot of it was like looking at my friends growing up in high school and seeing the things they were getting in. And I was like, do I really want to make those same decisions and and maybe be in my 30s and go, man, why did I do that? Or maybe be in my 30s and be in jail and stuff like that. So I look at those things and it does blow my blood. It gets super it gets me super mad. But then I think about the band for one. You know, how is this going to affect my band members? How will this look? And I love my band members. Like, those guys are my are my best friends. They are my brothers. Jared, Waylon, Jake, Justin, like, those dudes. Like, anybody who's been in the band, they are my bros. And I love them like family. And I have to think about their families and their kids and the things that they think about. So I don't ever want to be the guy online. I don't want to be – I don't want to be Kid Rock yeah. And get up on stage Ooh. and say some dumb stuff yeah. out of anger, out of being ridiculous, and then it reflects poorly on them as well. So I always try and carry myself in a way. Now I'm not, I'm not perfect either. Like I have freaked out on people. I really have. I have blocked certain people and I have freaked out on Which them. Which means you're human, you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, but for the most part, man, I just as long as it's kept, I don't care. If people personally insult me. That doesn't affect me. It's like you can tell me to to go bugger off anytime. You can you know talk crap about me all you want. Okay. You, well, man. People, you got thick skin. Yeah, yeah I, like you are not going to get on my page and I insult in me hood, and, and still be able to comment on my nonsense, just, like, man. Yeah, no, I, you got to go. Up in the hood, man. Like I grew yeah. up in the hood. Like there's just yeah, like a, a man, mentality. So did there. I. You know. Even so, like I'm like you are not. You're not going to call me a booger brain with your ignorant ass. And then try and comment on like my picture of my family. Like, nah, man, we we can't yeah. be cool like that. Yeah. Like, you had your moment to yeah. be part with the crew. For you sure. messed that up. For you sure. got to but go. But I do respect you though for, for sure. allowing those people sure. to continue to interact with you. It's, oh, you know, it's, I do respect. You're that. a saint for that. I, at the end of the day, man, I just look at it this way: like, as long as a person's voice is not being intolerant like you know get rid of all you know right. Hispanics and stuff like that or yeah but some of them people commenting are commenting from a space they don't say they don't, the hard stuff exactly. but people who say those things usually feel those feelings feel those feelings no absolutely and you let and you still <laughs> well regardless Enough social media talk. We're excited for the music videos. We're yes. excited to premiere that. Everybody who's ever said anything untoward towards Alfonso better be looking at this video when it drops. That's better right. be looking at it on That's all right. Facebook pages. Better be liking. Better be commenting. Whatever salty comments you got. And you better be sharing with all nine of your friends because that's all you left. Woo. Woo. Real quick, right. last question. Uh, plans for 2020. So 2020, we've got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, in 2020, we will be... Uh, releasing the the vinyl re-release with balloons on it. We'll have the balloons video out. Uh, we are looking at some festivals right now that will be big festivals that we'll be going into and hopefully playing. Uh, we'll have a tour in March for about a week. We're touring with a band from Europe that we're bringing out called End of Days. Super awesome band. Uh, then we are looking at a few other 
things. We have a very good friend in Alaska, and maybe we'll go out there. I don't know. Uh, that's that is, not confirmed. That is bananas. But we will hopefully be out there at some point in time in 2020. Uh, she's super awesome, and she's got an awesome venue out there. So we're hoping that we can make that happen at oh, some yeah, point Alaska. in time. So yeah, that's a, that's a that's a bucket list of mine. My favorite, my second favorite band in the whole world besides Deftones, 36 Crazy Fist. They are from Alaska, and that's yeah. like a bucket list. I want to hang out with Brock in Alaska and play some hockey with him. That's like God, my goal. Awesome. You know, Living the dream, and, and, and if, and if yeah, that's no, the case, no, we're going to have to bring our friends from Puck Hockey, Amy and stuff, and we'll all just do uh, do hockey out there in Alaska. But we'll see. Besides that, we've Enjoy. got yeah, we've got the videos. We've got the re-release of Balloons. Yeah. And in 2020, we will likely probably later, we already have seven songs for a new record. So Hell we're seven yeah, songs man. in. So yeah. probably a new record as well. So we'll I'm see. I'm telling you what, Sleep Cycles was awesome. We can't wait to uh, debut and play more Heart Sick on here. And, and we'll go uh, Puerto Rico, too. Yeah. So we're playing Puerto Rico in 2020. So. Puerto Rican, señores. That's ay, right. Así mismo. <laughs> Alfonso from Heartsick, thank you so much for thank coming you, through. Man. Thank you, Thank you, Stan. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, we uh, we did another hour-long discussion. <laughs> That's right. We got time. <laughs> it's Q106, Michigan's Rock Station.